Chief Kiefer, Funk Master Flax, Big Wee Berry Kane. Every time I feel your light shine on my bow, every time I swap that old cow milk for soy, no one gonna tell me. That smoothie ain't for show. I know what's in my heart, yeah. My heart's cereal. Flakes, Chris Nuggets, Wisps of Vom, a toxic coming. And I know the people think I'm slumming when they hear that serpent bubbling. Is this nostalgia that I'm eating? Is that Frankenberry creeping? With this much sugar, I ain't sleeping. How long till the diabetes peaking? Now if you crunch and munch for dinner and lunch, I tell you, I got a hunch. That you a big old man child gone wild. And your best day something I call mild. This old Turk rocks ancient grains, I shit good, no inside pains. Let's get down, let's get up, motef and rice milk in my cup. can't you? It's you a big old man child gone wild. Your best day something I called my you brought it on that line. Thank you. You know who the big old man child is in that equation, right? No. I'm looking at him right now. So my best day is something you call mild? You said it. Notice I said that you didn't bring it on any other line. I do remember you saying that. I think that might be that's Paleo's last rodeo for just a little while. Give him a break. Alright. I'm not sure how the audience is responding to our yeah. Let's let the uh, hip hop food raps. Let's let the hip hop rest for a while and see if yeah, people are, ideas. are people missing it. Yeah, we'll see if they. Aw, maybe they'll hit us on the tweet. We were alive this week on Twitter. So much engagement. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, wasn't it? Maybe it's because um, survivors in the water. I think that had something to do with it. Old Neil, back at it. I'd say that we were riding on Neil's coattails here, but uh, he doesn't wear a coat. We're riding on the el- we're riding on the elastic band. 
of his tight of his tight soiled uh, revealing revealing what are they there's a pattern on there i haven't there i don't know are they like survivor themed Uh, i don't know do they give you survivor themed uh neil please send us a tweet and tell us what's on your underpants yeah and is that a cod piece is that a cod piece them (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're wearing a cod piece is that like a david david bowie and labyrinth cod piece or is that just the real thing so my guess would be a cod piece would not be a comfortable thing to have on as you're tramping around on a Welcome to Natchcast 52. Thanks for listening. Natchcast 52. We uh, bring to you a... into the ear of the person that you sleep with. Just Natchcast. iTunes. Then turn to the other side and whisper into the ear of the other person that you sleep with. Yeah, tell your pets. Tell a friend. Listen. Tell your pets. We do, a fi- we do a podcast once a week. We cover food news eventually. That's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget. Cover other things. We got some, so we got about five stories once we get going here on, uh, but there's a gentleman named Neil Gottlieb, a uh, friend of the show, yeah. uh, friend of, yeah. Founder of, uh, Founder of Three, Three Twins, Twins Ice Cream. Stepping on my lines, huh? <laughs> You're just trying to jump in. No, I, I say, when eyes. I say founder, that means that you don't talk. You know that I'm about to say founder Tell of Three Twins Ice Cream. Tell me more about Neil. Give me the rest. Set that's, it up. That's your turn now. See, Set I was trying up. to create a pattern. A little bit of uh, patter, some rhythm. No, Neil, for a while, watched his company blossom into the vibrant dairy mega power that it is. And lo and behold, he lands on Survivor. Season 942. They're on an island off the coast of Cambodia. Cow Hong. They're three weeks in. He's surviving. He survived. It was a it was a low exposure episode for Neil. We saw him a couple times. We did learn that he is a bit of a pyromaniac. He said he loved fire. I think when he was a kid, maybe that uh, that edginess, that nerve, maybe that'll come in handy later. Let's hope he doesn't burn down the brains camp. Burn down, burn all the hair off his body. Well, that just sounds fun. That just sounds like par for the course on Survivor. I would think you'd want to burn the hair I off your body Survivor. so that you're you're a more hydrodynamic swimmer on some of those challenges. I haven't watched it in a while, in many seasons. And I say I'm, burn off your eyebrows, too. I'm rediscovering it. It seems like a lot of the show is just increasing levels of uh, soiled underwear. That, just walk around in your underwear and they get dirtier and dirtier. I think that's just to show people that's what happens when you're, you know, living in the And then they, the get, they get thinner and thinner and... Yeah, and there's more and more like bosoms out. Is that I see this is my first survivor rodeo, so Oh. I I'd forgotten about how scantily clad and It's one of the selling points, right? They're just people like you and me. They are. Um while I still, while tight I still don't def- I still don't fully understand the uh why you'd need beauty as a virtue in this situation. But I will still th- say that uh, team team beauty impressed. In episode two of the season. Why? Well, they won the fucking challenge. Did they? Yeah. Why, someone's paying attention. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Beauty cowboy won. guy. The, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One the I, jeans. Yeah, and I like that guy. I like, um, he did th- the there's, a, there's a point early in the episode where He's so uh, beautiful. he says something about, is it Ty, the, He's the gardener? Dream. He's just dreamy. Yeah, he and Ty are flirting. Well, I know, I didn't. Flirting. But the, yeah, the little bromance. And I like that he's like, I'm a country boy and there's no one like Ty where I come from. And I, was, I thought it was going to go like, mm. and I'm going to stomp his goddamn. But it was like, there is not a ounce of homophobia in this guy. I let him cuddle me at night. Yeah. I fucking, it's great. 
That's I think feel like that is a nice thing to see on TV. Yeah, but I it feels like they're just doing that for the show. We'll you get think, more. We'll get more. You think he's really a raging homophobe? No, I don't think that at all. But I think it's like, oh, we'll get more camera time if we play up our bromance. Hey, I don't give a shit. You got to create segments for these producers. Hey, if you're showing the world that uh, that's not something you need to be uptight about, that's great. I'm with then you. That's good. Are you sure you're with me? I'm you're a just, big old man child gone wild. That's true. Unfortunately, your best day is something I call mild. Neil's in it to win it. No signs of cracking. And that boy. Red ant. Red ant. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that part? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Oh, and there's also that kind of like an annoying older lady on the brains team. Oh, yeah. Who's always talking about her game and shit, but, yep. but she takes dirt baths. She was bragging about how her immune system is just top-notch because she grew up yep. slurping pig shit or something. And she can also tell whether water is compromised or not just by looking at it. Because I've been doing it for 20 years. All yeah. right, Neil, we're pulling for you. On to week three. The kids watched it with me. They're hooked. I watched it alone this morning while doing yoga, but I was slightly hooked. I'm not going to ask you what you were wearing. I have been cooking vegan meals, Josh. Oh, yeah? I'm going to give you the, the real update this week on All right. Mark going big vegan. So we got a cookbook. Maybe I'll throw it on Instagram because people love it. People are just huddled there waiting. Fuckers. Excuse me. That was loud. Yeah, once or twice a week. Make the list. Go get the weird ingredients, the ancient grains, the Funkmaster flax. Bring it home. Make a vegan meal. See how it goes over. I have made French lentil potato soup with, um, I think you're supposed to have some sort of strange lentil. I had a green lentil. Pretty good. Didn't go over well. Hearty wheat berries with lemon pesto. Subbed out the wheat berries for some farro. Mm, home far, run. Farro out, man. Far, home run. Simple sesame noodles. Wait, with the kids ate that one? Yep. All right. Good to know. Yeah. They didn't eat. I thought they'd eat the uh, sesame noodles with cucumber. It has like a. a uh, is that the one that had like a peanut butter flavor? What kind of noodles are they? Is peanut butter vegan? Yeah, it's from a peanut, dude. All right. That's what was in there. I Wait, that. that was a while ago. Uh, what kind of noodles? Are they wheat noodles? Mm, I don't remember. Okay. Crunchy buck. This was mm, crunchy buckwheat drop biscuits. Subbed out buckwheat and put in some amaranth. Mm. Just wanted to say that word right. Amaranth. Yep. Nice job. So there you go. Was that one good? Those were great. Little drop biscuits. You know what I cooked the other night? A fucking sirloin steak <laughs> that was about the size of a regulation NFL football. Wow. That's how manly things got up Just for here. the family? Fuck yeah, I broiled that thing. Did you? And then I made a uh, some braised fennel and kale for a side, and then we had some... We were going to go right into the first story about Bill Clinton being a vegan. From well, my just, vegan I'm... thing, and you threw the sirloin at me. Well, I know. I'm just getting giving us something to jump over, a little hurdle. Yeah, my, okay. My giant sirloin. I bet it was good. You cook it, uh, when you cook meat. Uh, sirloin, a nice quality sirloin from Whole Foods. I cooked that to about medium. Okay. Medium. And uh, I still have some left. And I, like I have some horseradish sauce left over from the big game. And I've just been, when it's lunchtime, I'll just go grab a few slices of uh, this sirloin. And I'll just get a spoon and just slather them in horseradish sauce. And just yum, 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 yum. Wait a minute. I missed so much of that. So you have horseradish left from what big game? The Super Bowl. From the Super Bowl? Why'd you have horseradish at the Super Bowl? Not at the Super I didn't go to the Super What's Bowl. What's happening? Man. What? I watched the football game here in, in my house. And you had horseradish. 
Yeah. That, remember, dude, come on. I wasn't here. I know, but last time you were here, we made those little sandwiches or those little crackers. They had roast beef oh. and horseradish on a cracker. Oh, that sounds good. It was, yeah, that's, I'm telling you, that's what I've been eating all fucking week. So just, you had that for this year's Super Bowl. I had the horseradish cream sauce, and since now I have some steak back in the Got house. It. All right, See, I'm with you. You all with right. me now? Yep. All right. Hey, you know someone who's not eating any uh, broiled Jeez. sirloin? Man. Former president of the United States, Bill. <clears throat> I think we're thrown by the motherfucking the, Clinton. These 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 wraps up front. They kind of like you have to get. It's a hard transition back into the just the podcast game. I'm I'm fine with it. Okay. It makes you like Mr. Interrupty Pants, though. <laughs> Notice that. All right. I'm going to be quiet. You go. No, you're just like stepping on my lines, man. I don't know if this is my line. He did have relations with that vegan. That's pretty good. Uh, That's my title yeah. for this one. Bill segment. Clinton's Vegan Las Vegas Adventure by Annie Carney. Politi- uh, not to be confused with Dave or Tanya Carney. Politico. Politico. Uh, so, yeah, Clinton trying trying to help out his wife, right? I don't he, need the quote. He goes to Las Vegas. He's campaigning with his wife. He drops into a local va- vegan joint and yep. says, "Well, dude, you didn't put the name of the place." I'll in here. take the green chili enchiladas," said I'll, Clinton. "I'll take, I'll take the green chili enchiladas. Are they good?" Dugan, who runs the place, said she had prepared a nacho sampler for him. This is unbelievable. Are you going to do the Clinton voice? This is unbelievable. He said of cashew cheese sauce and textured vegetable protein that covered the nachos. I take blood tests often. If I could get this, I'd be 100% vegan. That's pretty good Bill Clinton there yeah. at the end. And then it's not in the quote, but in the article, he's like, he, he's, he eats salmon, or, or organic salmon one day a yeah, week. Yeah, one day a week. But he doesn't, he prefers not to, but his doctor says, yes, you must. Because he gets he all clotted up. <clears throat> yeah. Clogged with the dairy because he's got an allergy. But there is no dairy in salmon. All right, so we don't know the name of this vegan restaurant. Who cares? <clears throat> it's in a part of Lega, uh, Las Vegas called Container City. Is that what it is? Sounds was? great. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a new urban revitalization type thing. Come on, vegan, man. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Well, do he, it. Didn't he have like uh, quadruple he some, fucking bypass surgery? Oh, he had heart problems. I don't know if it was surgery. I think they were severe enough that he was like, yep, no more yeah. biscuits and gravy for old Billy boy. I, I think we know the answer here. Up the vegan game. Up the vegetarian game even more. Up that sirloin game. But then have qua- a few moments of quality high mm, meat. Yep. Uh, some sirloin. I'm, I'm watching the, uh, I told you I'm watching the Michael Pollan Cooked documentary now streaming on Netflix. First episode was all about cooking, fire, meat. Mm-hmm. He gets into it. Into meat? All that southern barbecue, like that approach to an animal where you go, that's the pig, was raised well, cooked the whole thing, takes three days, 40 people come over and you have a meat feast and celebrate the animal. It's equitable and it's fresh. As opposed to the way we eat meat, right? Cut it up into little pieces and ship it all over the fucking country. It's a disgrace, Mark. I know. Fucking a... disgrace. How am I going to get my Chick-fil-A? <clears throat> Death by breakfast millennial. Huh? Death by, well, whatever. Interesting headline you put on that one. I don't know. <laughs> Cereal, a taste of nostalgia, looks for its looks for its next chapter by Kim Severson. Severson, Severa, New York Times. Yep. Uh, so the quote here. Give it to me. I'm sure it's just going to fly in with no context. <laughs> no. Breakfast cereal is a powerful engine of nostalgia, the warm, helpful kind, not the morose, depressive kind. 
The relationship starts with babies who use Cheerios like Bitcoin. All right. Mm, yeah. Kill your on. darlings, Kimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that good That doesn't even make sense. Okay. And stretches into old age. <laughs> what are babies doing with Bitcoin? <laughs> Bitcoins? Use them like Bitcoins? Even people with Bitcoins don't use fucking Bitcoins. Bitco- yeah. Jesus. I think her point was that it's a very versatile currency, but I don't, it didn't connect for me. Really? You think she's babies are trading Cheerios like Bitcoin? I think they just play with them and jam them in their mouth and stuff. They're not. Maybe her point to... is that Bitcoins are have lost all value and like now they're as good as a Cheerio. All right. Kill that. Kill that, darling. Kill that. Yeah. They like Cheerios. Uh, almost half of all American baby boomers and nearly forty percent of the generation before born before them say the cereals they loved as children remain their favorites but but no one gives a shit about cereal anymore people don't sales like sales are declining it's mm-hmm. proce- it feels like a processed food doesn't feel like has that sugary usually is angle sales are down <laughs> people are going for the meal replacement bars instead I know what's people are in a hurry they don't want to fuck around with a bowl of cereal in the morning, which it's easy food to eat, but there's there's easier food out there now. I don't know. I got to read this quote because I didn't buy the, the dream. Well, that's a good point. The dream of all these companies. So they're trying to regain some market share, share of stomach. The dream of all these companies is to capture stomach the all, share, mm, capture the all powerful and elusive millennial eater. Fuck millennials. Yep. Who just isn't all that into cereal for breakfast. It's just too much work for one thing. Almost 40% of the millennials surveyed by Mintel for a said cereal was an inconvenient breakfast choice because they had to clean up after eating it. Okay. That's so much work. That is total bullshit. That is such bullshit. I think, well, I don't know. You pour it in a bowl, pour the milk, cereal, then you eat it all, drink the milk, put it in the sink. You're done. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's unbelievable. But I think uh, there's so many breakfast options that are like... disposable. It's a bar that you unwrap and eat. Yeah, I know. It's a breakfast Sammy. They can't just snack on something all day long with no dish involved. So you know what it is? Millennials, That's they, they like they like one-handed food because they're checking their feed. They're probably taking a shit too while they're eating their breakfast because they're so, you know, so jammed. They don't have enough time to do all the things that they deem important. <laughs> they These got, fucking millennials. They got the phone in one hand, the m- breakfast meat bar in the other hand, and they're on the toilet. Yeah, see, I, th- I think it's less gross to eat, like, a, a bar on the toilet than it is to be eating something with milk on it, you know, like something soupy. Something exposed to the air. That exactly. You could, that you could drip onto yourself. There's, there's so much more surface area, and so much of it is liquid, that it's probably just sponging up all oh, the poop mo- molecules in the air. Splatter. So, you know. You don't want to splatter that bowl. That other bowl. Yeah, there you go. It's always fun to streak the bowl. So, I don't know, but, I mean, I, I asked... Um, yeah, who's Todd? Todd. Todd Ronstad, New Hope. Oh, okay. Sort of the, probably an expert brain there about ingredients, fiber. Um, and I was asking him about something and he said, like, this is his new jam, this cereal. Barbara's high fiber medley original for the prebiotics in there. There's prebiotics in it? Well, it, it, it's, the, it's the right recipe of fibers to really get your probiotics. Oh, okay. Probiotic. Slightly sweet mix of crunchy whole grain flax, rolled oats, bran strands, and cornflakes. Sounds all right. He's This guy knows in nutrition p- panels, though. He gave this one a thumbs up. So if you want a cereal, there's one. The article uh, made mention of chefs, too. That I don't really do cereal, cereal is very popular with chefs. Did you see those things? I had the quotes in there. They were hilarious. I don't know. I just read the article. Well, there was the... 
the one guy, I, they were a nice counterpoint because it was, here's Danny Bowen of uh, Mission Chinese. I don't like all the molecular gastronomy stuff that was going was, on with the cereals. Is that he, what you're talking about? Yeah, he took a cereal and put green tea in it, and then another one he did this, and then he put a fried egg on top. I was like, there was Whoa. something with bacon, of course. But then there was the Trisha Yearwood's uh, country star. Oh, yeah, it was like infusing, infusing milk. milk with uh, cinnamon Cin- toast crunch. And adding? Like some fireball vodka. Or whiskey. Whiskey, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of gross. Cinnamon, hey, right, you haven't had that? But there's another chef that it said that she became famous by turning uh, the leftover milk and using that to make mm. ice cream? Yep. Is that leftover milk that people have been eating out of, though? No, I don't think so. I mean, I just didn't understand that, that's all. I don't think so. So. Yeah, there's a sound. You're going to have to deal with it. What is it? I don't know. Matchcast 52. That's what you wanted to say? Uh, no, I wanted to wrap this uh, cereal story up. By I think a... we already did a cereal wrap, Mark. Are you nostalgic for certain cereals? No, I never was like the big cereal. Well, here's the deal. My mom and dad were like kind of not super hippies, but they were like concerned with uh, huh. with healthy eating. Huh. So at my house, we had no sugary cereal. Yeah, that's fair. And everything was, we only had skim milk. Mm. So my friend across the street, Brian, we would, always, we would spend the night at each other's houses, but he really didn't like spending the night at our house because we had shitty cereal and he called... Uh, he said, do I have to eat the cereal with the white water on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, but then I'd go to his house and I would have like Ooh. fucking chocolate rice crisp or cocoa rice krispies with fucking whole milk, like Ooh, vitamin D milk. You, there you go. Dude. Game and on. somewhere in this article, someone mentioned that their favorite cereal was Honey Nut Cheerio- Cheerios with uh, whole milk. That is the jam. I can confirm that. Okay, so... In, it's not a childhood nostalgia. There could also be a college nostalgia, like, oh, yeah, cereal, unlimited cereal, cafeteria, three times a day, bang. Is that you? Nope. No. All right. So we're not looking at a cereal lover here. Interesting that you would then rap about it. I just don't really give a shit about cereal. <laughs> Colonel Asada, he's into different things. Well, we Clearly. had, uh, so I have, I remember Raisin Bran being the, that was what we had. Raisin Bran's my, all right. If I you think, get an old box, though, those little raisins get really hard. They stick to your teeth. They can pull out a filling. You could go move move through it quicker than that. You'll be all right. And then there was also Special K. It was when like that came out as like a weight management tool. There was a lot of Special K in my house and a lot of Raisin Bran. Special K, like rave drugs? You were just Yep, tons it. of it. Your mom's just like tweaking out, trying to lose weight? No. Oh, okay. Isn't how that was cat, da- cat, dare you? cat tranquilizer? You're letting your mom take how dare cat you? tranquilizers? <sighs> How dare I? What? So I think neither one of us is nostalgic for cereal. I don't really give a shit about cereal. I do like it now, though. I will Sorry. eat it. And there's a little there's a little tribe of people. Maybe they're listening. Old Jimbo Spiffly. Mutual friend named Alex. Hello? Bogo. No. C- yep. late, late night cereal eaters. We talked about maybe we should just all like text each other when we're having cereal at night. Oh, you have late night cereal? Did you occasionally? Ad- you adopted that habit once you learned that Bogusky did it, didn't you? No. You're like, ooh, I, I've been doing maybe it for that's years. the secret. I've been doing it for years. Yeah, sure, yeah. But I'm, I don't, I don't, I like it with milk, whole milk, and I, can, I don't want to do that at night anymore. I don't think I should. It hurts. No. <laughs> but the article does mention that chefs, a lot of chefs, are cereal fans because they get out of the kitchen late at night. They go home. They just want something simple and tasty, yeah. and they. Eat. Yeah. Chef, chefs always crack me up when I was valeting at all these different restaurants like these kind of fancy high-end very talented chefs 
the end of the night, they wanted like Wiener Circle. Yeah, or the Pizza Metro across the street. They wanted a, a slice of pizza from there with uh, blue cheese what? and sausage hmm. and, uh, and olives. Fancy. That's a fancy pizza slice. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of yeah. like heavy though. And then they'd bring it back to the restaurant and like put some truffle oil on it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> they'd, they'd skeet, just like a little dusting of skeet. Everybody loves cereal. Cereal's not going away. I don't. It's for this millennial thing. And hey, you know what? Work. You know where I was <laughs> when I was uh, running with these oh cereal eating chefs? Where were you? I was in Chicago, home of Kanye fucking West. Ooh, I'm a fix wolves. Yep. Kanye West is fixing his album in public. You'll want to read the edits by John Katamanika, mm. New York Times. Back to the Times. Mm-hmm. Quote. The rollout of Pablo, his latest album, The Life of Pablo, T-L-O-P, T-Lock. The rollout of Pablo has been an unprecedented public marathon with Mr. West, the Grammy-winning rap artist, adding songs, revising lyrics on quick notice, adding and dropping contributors, changing the album's title and release date several times, and gabbing about it all on Twitter. Gabbing? The process has also included televised live performances, public squabbles unauthorized leaks of demo recordings, the sort of stuff Dylan archivists typically wait decades to hear, and a fashion show with 1,000 models. The result is an exemplar of modern celebrity music making, a dramatic rococo continuous, and possibly still continuing, narrative that spans music, fashion, theater, and politics. Wow, Mark. Kanye. It's a big quote. Well, it's a big idea. Here's what's going on. You don't but, release an album anymore. He no. just destroyed it. Well, I read a, a different article that was basically saying that this was uh, the album that was blowing up, like destroying the old model, the old uh, music business model. That yeah, the notion of an album is no longer necessary, relevant. Or, well, this uh, would be. Are there other examples? This is the first major example I've seen of that. I, I think that's true, but yeah. I think that's what this article is saying that this is signaling a new era. Yes. That's why I put it in the... That's why we need to talk about it. Here's what's kind of crazy, though. So food-related. All this is coinciding with Donald Trump's meteoric <laughs> rise in the Republican Party. <laughs> and he kind of plays by the same rules. He, they this is bo- manipulating the media. Well, but also, like... Um, Maybe it's not manipulating. Embracing... Just... But this happened in the Republican Party early on in the, uh, in the primaries, too. It's like embracing the notion what are you doing? that nothing is permanent anymore. Ah, that nothing lasts, that nothing really matters. Like on stage at a debate, confronted with his sketchy ties to a supplement industry, Ben Carlson culture, just lies. Culture. He just, he just lies. A, he says, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't really involved. No. Nope. Inundation of bits and memes. One that everything, it's like we're, you know, we're little ravens. There's always a new distraction. Right. And if you're Donald Trump and you just keep saying insane shit over and over again, you mm-hmm. can like drown out the truth. Hmm. Yeah. So there, the but this notion of impermanence, I think this is a uh, an artistic reflection of that. There we go. Okay. Because because what's more permanent than an album that sits in your record collection? Well, the vinyl upstairs, it always is the same. Used to be such a big deal. Release dates, yeah. when things would come out, and then this article mentions, like in the modern era, some people, um, Beyonce, there were a few more. They had like they figured out how to do like these laser focused. I'm going to be on the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Album comes out. Tour gets announced. It was just like... Bam. Hyperactive. Boom. 
Kanye either way. He's like, album comes out tomorrow. No, it didn't. <coughs> yeah, he didn't give a this, shit. Uh, Chance the Rapper wanted to tweak this song. We got to wait a while. Oh, so you're seeing the artistic process. It was, mm-hmm. it was very interesting, right? Like, they found he'd played the album for people, and then leaks got out of that, and it had Taylor Swift lyrics that were even sharper yeah. than what landed. He changed them two day, within two days before they got played at his fashion show. Look, I think originally he said that she owed him sex. It was for... a much, much better line. I don't know why he softened that one. I think we still might have sex now. Because he was referring, it was much better line. That's the problem. He shouldn't have changed it. I read this other article, actually, that was comparing the two of them and uh, the the hypothesis. Taylor and Kanye? Yeah. And basically the conclusion they came that this article came to or it was pushing was that they're, they're both equally batshit. <laughs> yep. Like he just, he has no handlers and like just doesn't give a fuck. Well, not on Twitter. Whereas she is like this little empire that's oh, just locked down. She's handled. Yeah. And, th- and there were quotes in the, in the article from like producers who'd worked with her who felt like they had state secrets on their computers. Like, cause there was so much security built into everything she does. Jeez. But she got hacked. Remember when she got hacked on, uh, well, that could be why Instagram or somewhere, Tumblr. I don't remember. Whatever. Fascinating. But I mean, it is fast. Cause, cause this, I haven't even heard this album. I haven't heard it. I want to hear the album. It's been out for a week. Yeah. Streaming, you can't buy it. He's like, T- you don't know what's going to happen. It's great. That's, that's pretty insane for like. And he's in, supposedly in debt. So is that fifty three million dollars in debt? <laughs> he's standing by that. Well, here's what I like about it too: is that it, uh, he's it, still appealing to people publicly. To he wanted Jack Dorsey to take down all the fake Twitter accounts that, <laughs> that he doesn't like. I like that it befuddles music critics because I do uh, like music that. critics are. A lot of them are kind of annoying, and uh, I think it's funny that they don't know what because because all you know the album is what you use. It's the touchstone. Right. Like that's how you tell a. But the album is changing. Artist story. Their biography is entangled with these albums that they release, and he's like, man, I mean, it's, it's this insane. album's not even like ever going to be something that you can judge properly. That's right. What do you, what do you want to judge? Is it the fashion show and the, the playing of it there? Is it the version that came out for four hours on his website you could download that had a had screwed up files, had duplicates of songs. Yeah. This is Kanye West. I mean, I get it. But it's a perfect reflection of... It's like the Beatles come out with a new album and go, ah, fuck it. Yeah, but it's like, it's it's what we're going to see in this general election. Is Donald Trump going all Kanye, just like trying to make so much noise and skew so many different things that it's impossible to... It gets to the point where it's impossible for people to pick out the truth. Mm. Mm. So there you go. There's your parallel... Getting all, getting all politico on you. Yeah, you are. I don't think this had anything to do with food. I, I That was my favorite part about it. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going deep on Kanye. I'm fascinated. I know you are, yeah. But I don't know what else to say. I mean, how can you compete? <laughs> I can't compete my with, astute his, observations. with his Twitter stream either. His magical Twitter stream. Okay, good luck. I'll listen to the album. I'm excited. How are you going to sign up I don't for? Know. What's it called? You know, Tinder? No, I'm not Tuner? signing up for Title, but eventually title. they'll you'll be able to buy it or download it or. That's what you'd like to think. Find it? No, I don't know. Eventually. It'll be interesting eventually. to see what it becomes. Hey, maybe you're not going to put all that time in and then never. Yeah, maybe you don't think he's got his return on investment here. <laughs> I bet you Title. People paid, have been talking about this done. shit so long. I know. That's that's the other thing, right? He's Conversation. Staying, yeah. Well, that's what's fa- he's in the spotlight for all these crazy reasons. But like, 
it's not even the music isn't even you can't talk about the music that much yet no <laughs> uh, eventually you'll be able to I think it seems like a solid album these little 30 second streaming snippets of her. Heard. <laughs> he's got some good auto tune going you know yeah I'm we, just, we I'm know what a, that's like I'm a fan of the way he's forced I mean he's like his own man he's making it impossible for people to to digest it on anything but his terms. Yeah, good for him. And I, I can't. It feels like on the at the same time, it feels extremely authentic. Like it's this. He's doing what he wants on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he's doing what he wants on with his fashion show. But then it also seems like there is a plan. Like in only in the back of his mind, there's like maybe it is the Trump strategy. I'm gonna just keep going batshit crazy. Whatever that impulse is in me to go batshit crazy. That's what I'm going to put on Twitter. That's what I'm going to go with. Nobody's going to expect it. They're not going to know how to handle it. One, I mean, he's he's kind of blowing up an old yeah the old way of the music business. Did he do? He's blowing up the old business model. Yeah, because he is. Oh, let's just. And uh, as terrifying as Trump is, he's uh, undeniably doing something similar to the political system. Just a few few recent tweets from Kanye. I'm not a rapper. the world needs a guy like me. The world needs somebody to not be scared and tell the truth. Uh, that sounds exactly like something Donald Trump would say <laughs> on Twitter. I'm not even going to lie to you. I love me so much right now. Trump. Respect everyone working hard to keep a roof over their kids. That's just truth. That's just Trump. No, I said truth. I don't think Donald Trump gives a shit, gives a shit about kids. It's a beautiful time. I love my friends. I love my family. I love people. The human race. I'm happy and free and proud and confident. I'm not crazy. I'm free. All right. I'm proud as an entrepreneur that I gave everything I had to my dreams. I wrote, I wrote St. Pablo. Was that Seth uh, Godin or was that Kanye that last one? <laughs> Maybe. Did he change the album title again? I wrote St. Pablo after admitting to my greatest shame, my personal debt, but I'm not ashamed anymore. No slave mindset no more. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm not crazy. I'm free. Actually, the more I look at this, <laughs> there's recurring theme of I'm not crazy I'm free every so often just to remind you I guess maybe well, he's telling everyone himself. thinks he's crazy maybe he's telling himself yeah I, I watched uh, cry for help we were in a hotel room in Keystone Colorado with uh, Xfinity on demand cable shit nonsense hmm. and we watched an episode of the Kardashians or oh, whatever, whatever that show is called oh, I've never seen, I'd never he seen on it, it. Uh, no he maybe he's on it sometimes he wasn't in this one but hmm. his very pregnant wife was and there were it was a horrifying show. We watched that, and then uh, we were going to try and stay up and watch The Walking Dead, but you couldn't on-demand that shit. We would have had to stay up till 10.30. So we didn't watch that. But then the next night, we watched Walking Dead, and I'm like... <laughs> All right, hold on. You got, I, I want to get the rest of the story, but 10.30 was the deal breaker? We were going to get up and ski. Okay. We would No, we would have. then we would have been up till like 11.30. Yeah, I got it. I did the math. Okay. And, and also, uh, when you watch it on the... On the on the cable, whatever, you have to watch commercials when you pay $2 to watch oh it on Amazon. God. You don't have to... It's like a millennial with a fucking bowl of cereal. No, not really. It's, er. it's me saying I'm willing to pay $2 to not watch commercials. Oh, you're just going to watch it. What? You're going to watch it later? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it you're on buy Amazon it? for $2 per episode. It's, no, no. Fucking, it's worth it to not watch commercials, man. Tell you what. I just wait for Netflix. We'll see, but I now I'm already ahead of you. I know what's happening. But <laughs> my point was... Finish your point, yes. It was I want to know why this is a horrifying show. Oh, just the weird excess and Vapid. just 
everyone, they've all had so much plastic surgery. Mm. And there's one, uh, what I, I'm bad with the names. There's, well, there's Kendall Jenner. That's the younger one? Is she, the model? Yeah, who I think has had Kylie this. Jenner? Kylie. There's another one. There's these two young ones, and one Kendall. of them's had an ass load of plastic surgery to make her look more like the other one, and it's just... Oof. It's, I don't know, the whole thing is just strange and freaky. And Kim? Has Kim had a lot of plastic surgery? I'm not sure. She looked kind of insane because she's super pregnant. Oh, she was. And the baby was breech. Yeah. This is... Here's Kylie Jenner. It's not really all that important, but I my 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 point that I was reaching for. Kylie, I think it's Kendall's the model then. Although well, yeah, but I don't know which is the one lady. that had the anyway. Are they sisters? Walking <laughs> Walking Dead, yeah, not nearly not nearly as horrifying. Something more appropriate to our age group as There's the Kardashians. Yeah. I think that's the one that had the plastic surgery. Did you hear my no, point? She's the model, blown up. She's blown up model. You can still have, you can have plastic surgery and blow up. Insta-influencer. Did you hear my point, though? What was it? It, That that Walking Dead was not nearly as horrifying as the Kardashians. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I felt more creeped out. I think I had nightmares the night that we watched the Kardashians. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I've never seen it. I don't know how to banter with you. Uh, It's just something, like, reckless and horrifying about that level of consumption and (sighs) sort of, like, I don't know if it's narcissism, but feeling So you're not upset about entitlement. The, the, hey, let's make a whole TV show about our family reality stuff. It's more like the stuff they buy and the way they live it seems very well, uh, yeah. off target. Well, and, and what's scary is that there are legions of people who aspire to live that same way. Mm. And I don't see that as being a sustainable lifestyle. Hmm. That's hmm. all. That is the one angle on the Kanye story I can't figure out. What's that? way into his wife and the Kardashians and the... That's I mean, fine. They, I mean, they, they, actually, those are his in-laws. Think about that. I know. It's crazy. Like, like, they those mention him in in-laws. passing. Yeah. <laughs> for all we know, he could be like, ah, oh, shit, Thanksgiving dinner. I don't want to go over there for Thanksgiving. I mean, they'd be, I'm sure they'd be fun That's to have Thanksgiving show. dinner with. I gotta do, I'm going to go make some sneakers. Yeah. Fries by Jesus Shuttlesworth. Ray Allen opening organic fast food eatery by Shabelli Herrera, Miami Herald. Ray and Shannon Allen are opening a restaurant, a new restaurant, Grown, an organic fast food joint set to open in March in South Beach at 8211 South Dixie Highway. South Miami. Where's the phone number? The restaurant was inspired by Troubles finding quick, healthy options for their son, Walker, who has type 1 diabetes. It will include a rooftop garden and plantable menus. Hooray. Good story. Yep. Wait, what's plantable? Oh, plantable menus. Good for him. What's, Great. what's a plantable menu? I guess it's something you can compost. Uh, I mean, a uh, plant. So the menus revolve around the shit Probably, they can grow. You know, haven't you seen stuff where they bake seeds in to like a compostable paper? So you could just plant That's it. not what the, oh, the menu itself. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like a menu composed of items that are somehow plantable. Not the actual tangible menu, okay? The actual menu. Yeah, I got nothing there. Yeah, I was wondering why you put this. I mean, that's great. I don't know. It was a sweet story. And they're they're occupying a spot that was another sports star, I think, tried to open a juice bar there. LeBron had one for a while. Then he left town and closed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks for that, Mark. Yeah, Uh, you got it. 
from scab to vomitoxin. Yeah, I brought you this one too. CME group wheat reports expect, this is a bad headline. What? I mean, it's just muddled, but I get what it's saying. CME group wheat reports expected to reveal U.S. quality problems. <clears throat> Reuters story, quote, we've got kind of a backlog of wheat with vomitoxin. Hey, where did I hear about vomitoxin? Said Arlen Suderman, chief commodities economist for something. Vomitoxin is the byproduct of a wheat disease called fusarium head blight, or SCAB. Livestock will not eat grain with high levels of vomitoxin, and U.S. regulators limit the toxin in food. All right, that, that last sentence uh, was quizzical to me. <laughs> it is quizzical. Like livestock refuse to eat it? Uh-huh. They just will not. If they can sniff out vomitoxin, they're like, hell no. Yep. That's... I don't want to vomit toxins. You know Se- what I'm saying? Seems smart. Seems like a good instinct in that livestock. But yeah. then the second half of that sentence is, hey, we limit it in food. We just process the shit out of it so your natural an- animal instinct doesn't kick in. Well, I, so the actual news of this story okay, but it's is called that, vomit toxin. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why it's here. <laughs> the news of this story is that the futures traders yeah. are like demanding earlier data on how much vomitoxin is in the wheat. And so they're starting to publish that news, and we're seeing elevated levels of vomitoxin, which means it's hard to find high-quality wheat, which means wheat prices could go up, but which also means that you're probably eating more vomitoxin than you realize. You know who's not eating vomitoxin? My son. (laughs) And mostly me. Uh Uh-huh. Not a lot of wheat going in this gut. Gluten-free. And you know where uh, Till those, death. those uh, grain commodities are haggled over? I believe Chicago. it's in Chicago. This is a Chicago episode. This is a Chicago episode. This, all the percents go to Chicago. All the percents. I wish I had like some sort of rambling, pointless Chicago story to tell right now. Hmm. <laughs> let me dig in. <laughs> to the, let me lower the bucket well, into the yeah, well. You wrap it up then. Yeah, it better be a good one. That uh, I can do something with. <clears throat> Uh, this is an interesting story. This is extremely pointless. There was a. This is back in the day. You're gonna come to, on. Maybe maybe think of one more, and then decide which one. No, no, better. this one's good. This one's good. I was. Uh, How long we've been going? This is Natchcast fifty two. Thanks for listening. Uh, whisper Natchcast into your. We love pa- you, and we want you to tell other people to listen. Lift up your dog's floppy ear and whisper Natchcast. Natchcast. iTunes. Natch dot is subscribe. So back when I lived in Chicago, Mark, uh, cinephile, I've always been. <laughs> so my wife and I, we, we loved watching movies, and there was a great video store you'd go to. It was called, I don't remember, Video One or something? or No, no, no. Video, North, video XXX. Nope, nope, North Coast. North Coast Video. And it was in this weird little strip mall off Division and Damon. And you would go in, Next take to a, a right, liquor store. take a left, go behind the velvet curtains. They did have porn there. Uh, I think once or twice, my wife and I went in there together and picked out some porn. Good night! But that, Here that, we go! But no, but that's not my story. That's the story! But this was, this was the classic video store. <laughs> this was like, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Smith couldn't have created this uh, video store in his mind. Like, the clerk's... <laughs> The clerks were total snobs. Like, if you brought up a shitty movie, they would, like... Fascinated. They'd look at you and be like, oh. I just want to know what that selection process was like. But I tell you what. One time, Nicole and I walked up with RoboCop. And mm-hmm. I set that down, and 
he, I, the guy knew I'd seen it, obviously. And he looks at Nicole. He's like, you seen this yet? She was like, nope. He's like, you're in for a treat. We return RoboCop together. A couple days later, he's there. He's like, so what'd you think of RoboCop? She was like, it was pretty incredible. And then he looked at me. He was like, yeah. <laughs> what? What's this story? The, the, you, the, the you video picked, guy. Picked the right, right woman? <laughs> Absolutely. She appreciated the nuance and the... And all the uh, subtle messages going on in RoboCop. Wait, wait a minute. Is that the whole story? No, no. Oh, okay. You know what led me to that story, though? And I have no idea why? Is often I would just ride my skateboard there. So I'd skateboard down Damon Street. And there was a bike lane. And, uh, you know, they, they had recently repaved it, actually. So it was very smooth and just a luxurious ride. Uh, but n- real close to North Coast Video. you have your Rip Rider soft wheels? Whatever no, no. Are. I just had a re- like zip regular... Zipzinger. Zipzinger. Not my Zipzinger. Just like uh, regular hard urethane wheels. Cruising down the bike lane. Uh, and then about... I'm going to say about uh, 25 clicks uh, north of North Coast, North Coast Video. One day I was skateboarding. There was a dead squashed rat in the bike lane. And I was going really fast and I ollied over the rat. And I was a little bit torn because uh, I had this joyous experience of, uh, of landing a uh, well-executed ollie at high speed. That's always a little thrill. But then I'm also kind of feeling bad for this rat that got smashed probably when they were repaving the road. I don't know. He was kind of baked big, into it. you got a big heart. I do. But that rat was there for like a year. Ooh. It just became part of the road. And every time I would skateboard to North Coast Video, I'd ollie over the rat and kind of make note as I whizzed past of its uh, state of decomposition. And it never was scraped off. It never got scraped off. It eventually just literally became a part of the road. All you could really make out was kind of the squiggle of his dead tail. So quick interjection. I have a similar story. All right. More recent. Okay. Uh, Walk the kids to school every morning. 845 bell. We go to the end of the block. We take a left. The house on the corner. Mm. So this is Ash and 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, Giving away state secrets. Come on by. Visit. <laughs> um, big corner house. There was a dead squirrel. This was summertime. First sighted. Just okay. flat out on its stomach in the middle of the sidewalk. Like, oh, poor guy. We got to get to school. Leave him alone. Yeah. Came back later that day. Well, then I just walked home. The next day. Was it later that day? Maybe it was when we picked him up that day. These squirrel, like, let's get this. Nobody's moving this squirrel. Must have been a couple of days later. Mm. Nobody's moving this squirrel. It's here every time we walk past in the middle of the sidewalk. So I scooped it up. I've got something. A piece of lodge, piece of lodge, piece of block. <laughs> right. But I lifted it up, and the entire underside was devoured, and there was a teeming swarm of maggots. Yum. Oh, it was brutal. And the kids are like, oh! That's quite right. a discovery to make. Well, the, so I just picked it up and moved it into the mulch, like three feet away, right, on the, in these people's garden area. And these maggots look concerned and don't know where to go anymore in the sunlight. They went away. Mm. That squirrel has been there. It's still in the mulch. Oh, man. It's six months later. We see it. every. If it snows, you can't see it. But then anyway, it's like, oh, there it is. There's the hide. Of a once dead and once powerful wow. squirrel. This is amazing, but that reminded me of two stories. First story is a quick one. Uh, you know, the city gives away free mulch once a year, and yes, you can go do. just fucking load up with it. 
So I went and got a bunch of mulch one time just to kind of, you know, throw around the beds in the front yard. And as I'm doing it, find half a fucking squirrel. Just like face frozen <laughs> in terror. Probably got just ripped to shreds by a goddamn mulching thing. The industrial city mulcher. And then I found its foot. Oh, couple couple hours later. Um, it's a great food podcast. And then my 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 other story. Mm. Uh, back to Chicago. If you'll. How do you spell Ollie? O l l i e. So back to Chicago. This was when I was covering the art beat for Time Out Chicago, uh, and I was profiling a number of artists, uh, little like uh, collectives around the city. Mm. So this time I'm out near the Garfield Conservatory, which is on the west side. Uh, kind of a no man's land out there. And I'm walking with my notebook and my little camera. And there is like a rat on the sidewalk. <laughs> These are not good stories. It's just in the middle of the sidewalk. But whereas you described, you didn't discover the maggoty mess until you tried to lift it up. It's yeah. like this This was flip the script, man. The, there, was, there was hardly any rat. Was he on his back and they were just going after the innards? Yeah, there were just maggots everywhere. Yeah. And so I stopped and took a photo. Because I don't know why, but it's... No, this is where we are very different people. I know, but to me... Same story. <laughs> but I'm taking a photo. Yeah, you're taking a photo. Same story, but a couple times we went and co-selected some pornography for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, just a, different stories. Just say hey, different, slightly different trajectories. <laughs> yep. But to me, when you see a dead animal, and I would, I actually have, if I, when I go up on my hard drive and look through all the pictures I took in Chicago... Oh, oh. There's like a lot of pictures of dead animals on the streets because I feel like you, if you see a dead animal on the street, especially in a city, you know, if is an animal a, dies in the woods. It, a memorial you're making? A- it is. If an animal dies in the woods, it is allowed to properly return and nourish the forest floor. And a fucking tree grows. But animals die in the city. Yeah. They seems, turn they, they, like a waste. They turn into road. Ooh. You know? So it's just my way of marking their passing. And look at this. This rat is getting a little soliloquy here. I didn't, I don't know the rat's name. I don't know if it was a male rat, female rat. Lessons to be learned. I don't know if that rat had uncles, aunts, sons, daughters. Ollie over the dead squash I did not have my skateboard for that second rat. I I would have probably not ollied over it because if that was not a rat you wanted to accidentally slip and fall in. The other rat was already pretty dried (laughs) up. All right. Any other stories? How long have we been talking? Oh, but my point is I I think I have the picture of the rat. We could use it for the show notes. (laughs) Just a maggot burst rat. Okay, yeah, you send me that. I'll put it in the doc. The newsletter. The new, oh, the actual image. Oh, wow. That's going to. I'll see if I can find people, it. You know, people may not want that. You know how I'll find it? I'll go into my Gmail because I remember that I sent it to Dave Carney because <laughs> I knew he would probably appreciate it. We'll find a reason to. To not use that picture. To not use that picture. What if we What if we took it into Photoshop and like stylized it and tweaked it to the point where you couldn't actually tell what it was, but you and I would know. That'd be great. And anyone who actually made it to the fifty-one minute mark of Natchcast episode fifty-two, thanks for listening, would also know. <laughs>